Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 29th, 2016, and you're listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we are at the end of the week, so happy Friday to everyone. We've got a U.S. basketball game tonight, a USA playing Venezuela and uh, we're going to start with some USA Basketball Talk. But first, I uh, just want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes. You probably already have uh, by searching Locked on Magic. Uh, you can also find us on Audioboom and Stitcher. And if you would, just give us a nice little review. We really, really appreciate that. I've got a special episode of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast up on the feed for you as well. I published it uh, yesterday, so it shouldn't be too far down. Uh, I discuss uh, Carmelo rankings and the Orlando Magic's offseason with the Orlando Magic Daily staff writer Darway Chen. So be sure to check that out. Uh, sorry about the audio levels on that. We were recording in a restaurant. I didn't want to be too loud, but uh, it was a really good conversation about where the Magic are headed, where their players are headed, and and using kind of this this rating system that uh, that 538 puts out as kind of a starting point for our discussion. So definitely some interesting talk. It's about an hour long, so good uh, weekend listening for you as we get into the weekend. On today's show, we're going to finish up our series looking at roles and player roles um, with the team with one of the bigger questions for the Magic, who starts at center. And then I'm going to take your questions for my weekly mini mailbag. Got some really good questions, uh, some questions that I might actually have to explore a little bit more later on in the week. Uh, so we will take a look at that as well. So yeah, very, very excited to, to answer answer some of these questions and, and get to get to hear what, what you guys want to know. But first, I do want to start, uh, and I'm sure I covered this a little bit, but I'm going to kind of reiterate it because there's been some, some new developments, and, and uh, I wrote a brief post on this as well. Or I will. I'll publish a brief post on this as well. But uh, Team USA is obviously traveling the country right now, preparing for the Rio Olympics. Uh, they've beaten uh, they beat Argentina in Vegas last week. They beat China in Los Angeles, and then they beat China again in Oakland uh, earlier this week. It's been pretty easy skating for the U.S. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty fair to say that they're the favorites to win the gold medal. Uh, not only are they the favorite, I think the favorites to win the gold medal. medal I, I think even though this team probably isn't as strong as some of the other versions of Team USA, this is a very, very good USA basketball team, and that and they should win the 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 gold medal pretty easily in Rio. Uh, but the focus for Magic fans, uh, of course, was on the U.S. Select Team, and Select Team training is finished. Uh, and then, you know, essentially that Select Team is is a group of young players that are there to scrimmage against the, the national team and, and kind of make them a little bit better while, while not being too good. Uh, you know, they're, it, it's, it's kind of the introduction to the U.S. Na- senior national team program. You, you start, you, you're a young player in the league. You start on the select team. You impress the coaches. You show your commitment to, this, to the program. And you get called up to the national team when, when you're a little bit older and, and ready to, to take on that role. This is where... Uh, Aaron Gordon found himself for for most of last week. Uh, he was in he was in Las Vegas working out with Team USA, and you know it was 
kind of surprising because usually when, when, you know, when NBA people get together, stuff leaks. And we didn't really see or hear a lot about how training camp went. I mean, obviously, we're going to see some of the players, some of the U.S. national team players and get a sense of how they're playing. Uh, but and that was the focus for much of the media that was there. But, you know, you didn't hear very much about you look good on the select team. I mean, I think I heard a report that. Miles Turner was looking really, really good, that Jabari Parker had lost some weight, you know, like, you know, typical typical training camp jargon. Uh, but it's it, you didn't hear much about Aaron Gordon, and obviously Magic fans are on pins and needles trying to trying to figure out uh, what Aaron Gordon's going to be this year and, and figure out if uh, he's going to take the next step in his career. There were little snippets that came out. Um, our good pal Keith Smith of... Uh, of Real GM noted that uh, noted that there was some talk that Gordon's jumper did look improved, that he was handling the ball really well. But there's there's nothing that we could see, nothing really to back it up. That was really the only thing that I saw coming out of it. Uh, there were a few few videos that that came out of scrimmages that that the select team did against each other, uh, and so you get to see a little bit of what Aaron can do. Not a whole lot though. To me, he looked very much at le- at the very least he looked about where he was last year. Um, he's really good at rebounding, really good at rebounding in traffic. I think that's a really underrated aspect of his game. Um, he's obviously crazy athletic, able to able to sneak around the basket. His jump shot does this jump shot does look fluid still and looks looks improved, but it's hard to tell because uh, the videos were either too short or just highlights. And so the yeah, it's hard to tell exactly what Aaron Gordon has done. Now, in fairness, the big goal for Aaron was stay healthy this summer. Like uh, he spent, la- I mean, last summer we saw the improvements that he made from the end of the season to uh, to summer league, and then all that progress was cut short when he broke his jaw. So, staying healthy this summer, being able to work out and work the entire summer, was a big deal for Aaron Gordon, and it appears he's done that to this point. And you know. Obviously, everyone wants him to be healthy, and everyone wants every player to be healthy. Uh, but that is a that is a big thing for for Aaron, and, and I think that that will help him hit the ground running and take kind of the step up that everyone wanted to see last year, uh, this year. But at the end of the day, we're not going to know just how good Aaron Gordon is until training camp begins in October, and that's just that's just the truth of the matter. Um, you know, you can hear all these reports, look at all these videos, see all those pro-am highlights. No one's going to really know. And yeah, the Magic have banked a lot on Aaron Gordon being able to take a step up because at small forward, he isn't the perfect fit. And I still think the Magic probably need to go out and find a more traditional small forward just to add some depth and, and bolster the lineup a little bit. Um, Jeff Green is not that. But uh it, Aaron is the Aaron is a big key to what the Magic are trying to do this season. He's obviously a gifted defender. I don't think that's going away. Uh, but if he can if he can step up his offense, he averaged what nine points per game last year, twelve and, and twelve at, after the All Star break. If he can bump that up to 15, 16 points per game, now we've got something, and and there's still room to grow with him. So uh, Aaron's obviously a, a big piece to the Magic, and and something that we'll keep an eye on. Uh, as we head toward training camp, uh, obviously he had his had his big thing of the summer now, so uh, everyone's going to go quiet for a while as as we wait for the season to begin. And so that will take us to the final part of our big series this week, talking about the the roles on the Magic, and that 
is kind of the big question that that we've talked about a lot on here, talked a lot about on the on the website, you know, talked a lot about everywhere. Who starts at center? Ask Nikola Vucevic, and you'll say it's him, and that he should still be the starting center. Ask Frank Vogel, and you'll probably say it's either Vucevic or Biombo. Serge Ibaka is going to play mostly the four. Ask Pismak Biombo's contract, and it'll probably say it should be him because $17 million is a lot. The Magic have a lot of options, which is good. But at some, at, at, they've got to make a decision you know, in training camp, and it's, this is all going to be solved in training camp. This isn't something we can solve today talking about it on a podcast uh, or, or anywhere else. We've got to prove it on the court. That's where everything gets earned, on the court. How you fit, how you play, how you perform, it all gets determined there. And I'm sure Frank Vogel has an idea of what he'd like to do, ideas of what he'd like to do, but he's not going to be able to make a decision until he sees it on the floor. But obviously, there's some con- there's some consternation. Obviously, there's some concern that the Magic just have too many cooks in the kitchen and someone's going to be unhappy coming off the bench, even if the team wins. This is the way Frank Vogel looks at it. Quote, we've got two starting centers now. We'll see how it plays out and what the rotation looks like. More importantly to me, not only do we have two starting centers, but two centers I feel good closing games with. A lot of versatility with our rotation. The center position is going to be solidified for sure. And as rumor and as rumors and reports have, have said throughout the summer, the Magic have no intention of trading Nikola Vucevic at the moment. There are no rush to do so if, if they are thinking of it. And like I've said all week, I think Nikola Vucevic deserves the opportunity to see if this can work, if adding a Baca does solve some of his defensive problems. If he, do, if he does, then yeah, the Magic have a great offensive option and can still play strong defense. If, if Vucevic now feels comfortable hedging and, and can expand his defensive game because he trusts the guys behind him a little bit more, then that unlocks a whole new level to his game and to the Magic. This has obviously been a big debate. Uh, I think we all kind of see the writing on the writing on the wall to some extent that you know the Magic have two quality starting centers. Someone's not going to be happy about that, and who knows? Maybe Bismack Biombo is going to be happy about that and say, "I'm fine coming off the bench." But then you've misallocated resources. You've spent, you know, now you've spent nearly thirty million dollars on two centers, and yeah, thirty million dollars and a one hundred two million dollar cap. Uh, isn't terrible, but it's certain, you know, it's certainly a lot. Especially when you're trying to go after Max Guys at some point. To me, I, this is going to be a dynamic question. I think it's going to be constantly evolving throughout the year. There will there may not be a set starting center. As Vogel said, I feel comfortable closing with both of these players. And I I, th- I agree with that statement that the closing lineup for the Magic is not going to be the same every night. It's going to be who's playing the best, who gives me the best chance to win, who's kind of earned that position. And some of it's going to be developing trust. Like, you know, if Aaron Gordon develops trust offensively with Vogel, even if he's having an off night, 
he'll get in the lineup. Or Evan Fournier is probably a better example. Let's, I mean, Evan Fournier has been known to have off nights. He's not, he's not a superstar. He's not, a consi- not always a consistent guy, but he's someone that you trust enough that even if he's shooting three for 11, you leave, you, you leave him in the game at the, at the end because you know he's going he's gonna to make the right shot, make the right play. That's, that's the trust you're trying to get to. Um, when you have options like Biombo Vucevic, it depends on what you need. If Serge Ibaka's rolling offensively, then maybe Biombo makes a little more sense to, to bolster the defense. If the team's struggling to score, Vucevic might make more sense for the offense. I mean, it's, it's, options are a good thing. They always are a good thing. It's how you employ those options that makes a difference for a team. So the Magic have this, not a problem, but this, this question at center as they enter training camp. And it, it's going to be totally determined, in my opinion, on how they fit into this new team. It's a fresh start for everyone. And uh, as, as Hennigan said in the Zach Lowe piece, you know, Vucevic is going to have to fight for his minutes again. And it's the first time he's probably had to do that since coming to Orlando. Um, that's going to that's gonna be a little bit of a shock to the system and could make him better or could reveal kind of what he is as a player. If I were betting, I would say Vucevic is going to start the season as a starter and not just the first game where Biombo suspended. He's going to start the year as the team starter. To me, that's just the way... It, that's just the way he has. It has to be because the Magic need the the offensive help, and Vucevic's offense is very, very valuable for that reason. Will that be the way it is all year? I don't know. It could be that the defense doesn't take the step up with Vucevic. And if that's the case, then maybe the team goes in a different direction and moves Vucevic to the bench. So it's going to be constantly evolving. Um, I think the Magic feel comfortable starting with both at the moment. And they feel comfortable using both, essentially. They, they like both options, and they'll spend training camp trying to figure out which option is better. And that's what training camp's supposed to be anyway, so that's a good thing. So again, these are questions we'll be asking again uh, as we get to, uh, as we get to uh, training camp. Um, it's probably it's two months away. Uh, so we'll have plenty of time to dissect that before we actually get some data and figure things out again. Moving on now to uh, our Friday mini mailbag. I'll, I'll probably make this a, a regular Friday occurrence. So if you ever want to submit a question to Locked On Magic, submit a question with the hashtag Locked On Magic on Twitter or email me at omagicdaily at gmail.com. I will be sure to uh, include your questions either uh, in the mini mailbag on the show, which I'll do every Friday from now on, or to include your email, or include it in my next uh, 
and my next Orlando Magic Daily mailbag as well, so I can answer it with with a little more length because I want to try and keep these segments a little little tighter. I mean, I tend to go a little bit long. I'm, I'm trying to keep these episodes to about 15, 20 minutes and usually go to about 25. So uh, I'm learning. I'm trying to keep things a little bit tighter. But I do have a couple questions I do want to answer right now, so let's dive right in. Uh, two questions here on Mario Hazonia, a guy we have not talked a lot about. We'll talk a lot about him in the coming weeks as Croatia plays uh, in the Olympics, so we'll have plenty of time to watch Mario Hazonia. Uh, from Kent at KCross1317, do you think Mario could ever run point? If Alfred didn't work out, that is. Mario's a gifted passer and can drive, shoot. Sorry, I butchered reading that. Um, do I think Mario could ever run point? I don't think Mario Hazonia will ever be a traditional point guard. And what do I mean by that? I mean, I don't think he's a guy that's going to bring the ball up the court, you know, kind of be a long, a larger point guard and ball handler and run an offense from start to finish. I, I just don't think he's that kind of player. I think, though... He can be something of a playmaker where you give him the ball in the half court, you know, spring him some room to get into the paint and he'll make the right play and make the right pass. He's a very dynamic player for that reason. And and as he gets more comfortable in the NBA, uh, I think that that will begin to show itself a lot more. Uh, Hazonia did have some issues last year dribbling in traffic and, and getting caught dribbling kind of into traps and getting stuck. But that I think that corrects itself with experience. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I could see him running some point, but I think he'd always have to have a ball handler, uh, on the floor with him. So say he play with CJ Watson coming off the bench a lot. I mean, I think that's, that's reasonable to say that, uh, you know, he's going to be someone who gets into the, you know, is it, Gets the ball, you know, on a pass from Watson after Watson brings it up, uh, and then d- runs the runs the show. DJ Augustin could be the same way. DJ Augustin's such a good shooter, uh, and he's a good driver too. That you can you can use that bench lineup where both are really kind of attacking and, and directing things uh, as the quote unquote point guard. Uh, again, as the Magic have kind of hinted, positions are very very fluid with this team. A lot of guys can play multiple positions, and I think that's a a good thing. Um, I think that's that's a, uh, a a positive thing for the ma- for the Magic and uh, and uh, what they're trying to do. Uh, so, um, you know, that versatility goes everywhere. Hazonia can play some point, play some two, play some three. Uh, and I think while he's not a traditional point guard, I don't think he's a bring the ball up type of guy. I think you know if he gets the ball on the wing with. 20 seconds on the shot clock or 16 or 18 seconds on the shot clock, he'll be able to run the offense and get the team into, into something. Um, I think that's, that's key, but as a traditional point guard, I, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not sold on that. Um, next question is also about Mario, uh, from Barry Baker at Barry Baker, 86, 64. He asks, uh, what sort of numbers minutes are you expecting from his this season? So taking a look at, Mario Azonia's numbers from last season as a baseline, he averaged 17.9 minutes per game, uh, 6.1 points per game, uh, 1.4 assists per game, you know, shots, 51.3% effective field goal percentage, and 34.9% from beyond the arc. I'm expecting Mario's minutes to take a bump up. I, I see him as the Magic sixth man, so to speak. Um, 
if Biombo is going to end up playing like 25, 26, 27 minutes, 28 minutes or something like that, I could see Mario getting up to like 24, um, playing half a game essentially. Uh, because, I mean, you look at the Magic's rotation. I mean, this is, this is just literally how I look at the rotation now. I see the Magic running kind of a nine-man rotation. Uh, and Hazonia will be the primary backup for Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon at the three. I think we will see uh, Hazonia play a lot of minutes. I think we'll see him play with Fournier a lot, actually. Um, I, I, if the Magic plan on using Gordon as a backup for some, you know, Gordon could be a guy that, that gets pulled out quickly, or, or Evan certainly could because there's, there's not as much backcourt depth, I mean, depending on what Jody Meeks and C.J. Wilcox can give you. Uh, Hazonia, I think, is a really important part of the rotation. I think we'll, I think he'll see a, a pretty significant increase in minutes uh, and and bump bump his uh, his stats up a little bit accordingly. Um, last year, he averaged twelve point two points per thirty six minutes. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll reach that. I don't know if he'll quite double his uh, points per game, but I could see he. I, I would certainly expect him to be up near ten, maybe eleven points per game this year with the occasional. With the occasional really big game. I mean, I think that's the one thing we missed last year uh, that we wanted to see from Azonia was the occasional like spark game where he looked really, really good and looked like he belonged. And, and he had a few of those. It's not like he was completely out of out of it. But, you know, he had a very tight leash on him and struggled to find consistent minutes with the team. Struggled to struggled to to you know stay on the floor. And that's a and frankly, that's that's partly the Scott Skiles way in in some in some measure. Um, you know, the Magic have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, you know, they 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 certainly are gonna are gonna you know push Hazonia forward and and give him some space to to make some mistakes. But obviously, they need to win too. And 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 ultimately, Hazonia's ability to stay on the floor is going to be about what he can do defensively and whether he can improve defense. Last year, according to uh, according to basketball reference, he had a minus 0.9 defensive box plus minus. He, he wasn't a player who contributed very much. Um, offensively was even worse. And it was just, I think a lot of that was just because he didn't shoot particularly well. So you give him a little bit more freedom, I think, to, to play some offense. I think that'll up his confidence and that'll... That'll be better, better for him. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was a, a year of growth and development, which I think we all expected from Hazonia, but not quite the full year that we wanted from him or that that we needed to see from him. And so, obviously, they're putting some trust in him to make some improvements and, and putting some trust in Vogel to manage his his development correctly. Uh, but you know, from a raw number standpoint, I, I expect Hazonia to play about half the game. You know, 20, 24 minutes per game, average ten, eleven points per game. Uh, shoot probably closer to 36-37% from three. I, I think shooting 35% is, is not where the Magic need him at, especially with how few shooters they have. Um, see if he can get into the paint a little bit more. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good shooter. He's a good playmaker. So I want to see him uh, increase those attributes uh, of his as well. Uh, again, when you watch the Olympics, don't expect to see a lot from him. The way Croatia uses him is they stick him in the corner and and let him try and have him spread the floor. And I, I just don't think that's how he's most effective. I think you got to run some plays for him and you got to get him springing off screens uh, and allow him to attack a little bit. And you know when the shots open, he'll take it. But he's he's got to he's got to get into that that groove. I mean, we all know Hazonia's got that got you know Hazonia the Hazonia swagger is well known. You got to let him kind of kind of do that. 
um, to, to be successful. And I don't, I think Skiles caged him up a little bit and, and as much swagger as his has on a basketball court, I, he's, he's actually a really humble guy. Um, and I think that he didn't want to step on anybody's toes. And so, uh, at some point you got to tell him, Hey, go, you got to go get yours. Like you don't, don't defer to this guy or that guy, go get yours, you know, play your game. That's how you're going to be most effective. And that's why we believe in you. Uh, and so I think, I think he'll have a little bit more of that freedom this time around. I do have a few other questions, but I think I'm going to save those uh, for the next edition of Locked On Magic, uh, or possibly for the the mailbag. I think I'm due to do an Orlando Magic Daily mailbag very, very soon. But be sure to keep sending in your questions to me uh, on Twitter uh, using the hashtag Locked On Magic if you want a question answered more immediately or. Uh, or just have a general question, be sure to contact me uh, at omagicdaily. I'm always available. And I mean, literally, I am always available uh, to answer your magic questions. I usually respond pretty promptly. Uh, so I'm, I'm always happy to do that. That's part of why I'm here. And you can also email the show. Uh, uh, you can also email the show uh, at omagicdaily at gmail.com. Be sure to listen to some of the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I, I can't stress this enough. There are some fantastic, fantastic uh thinkers and writers uh, talking about the various teams. If you have a qu- if you want to know what's going on with any team in the NBA, search locked on insert team name here and you will likely be able to find it find a podcast, a daily podcast talking about that team. So if you want the latest on the New York Knicks or the Chicago Bulls or whoever the case may be, you'll be able to find them on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, it's a fantastic fantastic group. I listen to a lot of them personally. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really, really fantastic, fun project and, uh, it's a very, very strong network. So I highly encourage you to check out some of the other great podcasts, uh, on the network. We will be, of course, be back next week with another round for Locked On Magic as we move into August. The Olympics are coming into focus, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the Olympics. Obviously, still some, some questions to sort out and, and things to, to ponder about, uh, as we get closer to the Magic beginning the 2017 season. Obviously, a big one for the Magic. Uh, we can't stress that enough, it seems. Uh, but, you know, if we happen to repeat ourselves a little bit, uh, that's kind of the nature of a daily show and kind of the nature of uh, this this offseason at the moment. But we will do our best to, to have, you know, some to have something fresh to talk about every day. Uh, to, next week, I think I may talk a little bit more about Magic history and, and, and where uh, where this team's at in Magic history and, and some, some instances in Magic history as well. So once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening to to the Locked On Magic podcast. I I truly appreciate it. Uh, Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.